welcome to Stories from the Pitch, a podcast dedicated to creating a living oral history about street performing and some of the crazy characters who populate this world. I'm Magic Brian, your host for this growing collection of interviews. In this episode, our 103rd, Almiro got together with Julio Clown Santiago in Burlington, Vermont to talk about growing up in the Bronx, being there during the birth of hip-hop, his journey from breakdance battles to street performing, creating the USA Breakdancers, performing in Cirque, and much, much more. Enjoy! This is the Busco Hall of Fame, Stories from the Pitch. We're sitting here with Julio Santiago, a.k.a. Clown, uh, from the USA Breakdancers. Yeah, man. And you're one of the original B-Boys. Yes, from back Bronx in the day, B-boy. right? Yep. Bronx B boy. So, uh, so where did you get your start, and what year was it? I would say my first time ever seeing dancing, like b boying and popping, was in 1980. Right. And I was uh, two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 1980. Guy by the name of uh, Disco Junior, who became part of the original USA Breakdancers. He's probably mm. in his 60s now. But uh, he came to my school, and his there was a talent show in my school, and his his group came, mm. and they killed it. Right. They weren't in the school, but they, it was open to the public. The talent show, breakdancing with music. Yeah, but he did popping. Oh, okay. So it was just all pop show, and right. all popping. So, like, I did know how to break a little. I mean, I, I was interested in breaking because breaking was around me. It was the '80s. It was like everybody was breaking. Yeah. So I was kind of like, I want to learn how to break. That it was always in my head at the time. But then, when I seen him and his crew at my school, popping, right. I said, Oh no! Learn that. I want to learn that. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I just started going to different. Uh, like jams, schoolyard jams, because at that time in the Bronx, that's where you saw hip hop. It was growing at that time. Right, right. Yeah. It was in the schoolyard but, jams. Yeah. In the schoolyards, uh, DJs would just come and set their shit up out there, steal power from a pole or something, and play their music. And all the local dancers or whoever was was out there in that community would come and create circles Do and we'll get down. So, wow. Just started picking up just by watching. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I only had a little time because I was young, I, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, my mom, she's, you know, she's a single parent, but she was tough as fuck because she was a single parent. Right, yeah. So she was like, you better be home at a certain time. So I had a little time to get a glimpse of what was going on there and then go home in front of my mirror and try to figure it out. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Did uh, some other guys help you out? Like, Eventually, I met a guy named Magic Mike. Right. Which is a movie. It's crazy because they have the movie. Right. But Magic Mike, he had a crew called the Magic Motion Crew. He saw I had potential and said, hey, man, you need to come, you know, come to my building. I, we practiced in the hallway because we didn't have studios. They just practice in the lobby. Yeah. And we, some of us get together in the lobby and we get down over there and I can straighten out some of your shit, like some of, some of your moves. Cool. So then that's when he really started. I got instructions. Right, right, you right. You need to do a wave like this. It goes through the arm, through the wrist, through the shoulders. Let's just clean it over here. You, you know, the direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I started cleaning stuff up and... And then he was like, kind of like a guy that was pretty popular. So he would be like sending us out like a law, like a godfather. Okay, right. sending you three guys over to Boston Road to battle this crew. All right, nice. <laughs> you know, so we'd go meet up, do put little, together crew, the go battle. battle some crew or something. Yeah. Nice. After he trained us, so that's what happened there. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that was like my battle days in right in, in new bronx. york before even fucking and where that. would you like where would you do your, your setup like you're in the bronx or in down in new york city or in what? manhattan what do you mean your, your battles and that 
they were mostly in the Bronx because right. I was remember I was a kid. Yeah, I was right. a youngster. Okay. So I couldn't leave the neighborhood like that. You right, know, I could right, just stay right. in the Bronx. Okay. You know, and I could really didn't even wasn't able to leave the neighborhood, but I'd sneak off, get in trouble and shit, right. yeah, and yeah, get yeah. put on punishment. And yeah. then, you know, while I'm on punishment for two weeks, couldn't get out, I'd just be in front of that mirror. I had nothing else to do, yeah. just practicing. Popping. Like all day, practicing. Nice. You know, keep myself occupied. Yeah, and when yeah. I got out of trouble, I'd be able to go out. And, yeah. And go to a couple of jams. Win your battle. Huh? Win the battle. Yeah, I won uh, quite a few of them, but I lost quite a few of them too. You know, you just, you never know who you're going to run to. There's no yeah. YouTube at that time, nah, so nah. you don't know who you're running into. Yeah, and, and then, everyone's yeah. got their nicknames, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. your nickname is Clown? How did yeah, you I gave that? myself, well, I didn't, I wanted to be called uh, Puppet, right? Puppet. But, yeah, I wanted to have that name, but there was already somebody with that name. All right. Then I was like, Rubber Band Man, there was already somebody with that name. Right. And then... I didn't really have a name because I used to I used to wear these. There was a style that where we wear our jeans and we would put like these laces around the jeans, right? Like laces over here, and it's a nice little style. Yeah, you know, you wrap the laces around your calves right, and, right. and make it like a kind of like a skinny jean yeah, around yeah, your calves. Yeah. Tie so, them up. Yeah, you tie them up, and you can yeah. do different styles: double, uh, red lace on one side, white lace on the other side. Right, right. Make it real cool looking. Uh, somebody said, "Hey man, you know," and I, I wear the Kango, the Kango, the LL Cool J. That's right. the Kango. What he used yeah, to wear yeah, that yeah. hat, and my hair used to, you know, I had the Jerry curls, so my hair would look be out to the side. Right. It's like, yo, you look like a fucking clown sometimes when you're doing <laughs> your thing, man. So they was just like, yo, you should just call yourself clown. I said, yo, you know, no one is gonna call himself clown. Right. You know what I mean, no one's gonna say that, and and that's gonna be popular because yeah. It's cool. Nobody's going to call themselves that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have to battle because sometimes people would battle for names. Like, right. I like your name. I want to battle you. Oh, really? Yeah. I want, like, oh, so, really? To take the name? To take the name. Whoa. Yeah. So, I was like, well, I'm not going to have to battle for clown. I actually had to do, I had to battle a person for clown, but, and it was a person I taught. Uh, and right. I, I called him, I nicknamed him Crazy Clown because he was my student. Right, right. And, but then people just started calling him Clown for short. And he started letting them do that. Right. And then, you know, I confronted him about Can't it. I said, hey, man, you're not clown. You're a crazy clown. Right. right. Yeah. I gave you that name, you know, because I was teaching him. Yeah, yeah. This was later on, though. But, and he was like, yeah, but they just, everybody knows me as clown. I said, well, you know what's going to have to happen, right? Right. So we went at it in his in his neighborhood, and, uh, and I defended my name. Well, how long after you started popping and breaking did you, like, get into actual busking? My first ever busking thing was in the Bronx, Fordham Road. Busy, busy shopping hub. Right. Fordham Road was a place where there's a lot of, there was a Sears over there. Were you with a crew or, or just by yourself? Yeah, yeah, me yeah. and a couple people, yeah. Okay. Just went out there and put a little hat out. It's what, early 80s? Yeah, yeah, that's early 80s. That would say yeah. about 83, 84, somewhere in that area. Right. And uh, five, and so not a show, just kind of like nah, just, just passing just by, breakdancing. Hold your hand, hold the motherfucker's hand, and do the wave, you know right. that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, everybody doing solos, not even passing a hat, just put the hat out there. Right. People were giving us money. Right, right, right. You know, not a lot of money, but a little something. Right. It was better than nothing. We weren't getting nothing. We we, we grew up poor. That was the Bronx. You know, right. We, were, we didn't have a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, we were yeah. Poor as fuck. So. Yeah. Any. I went home with ten bucks. Right. 
That was good. Crazy. Shit, 10 yeah, bucks. Yeah, yeah. 10 bucks. Yeah. Can help out with that. 10 bucks. You can, yeah. You know. Yeah. You know, some days I can go out on Ford and Road and make money because, you know, my mother's working hard to try to make it happen. Or she yeah. don't get a check. She needs to, it was 10 bucks, 20 bucks. We can go get a can of corned beef. <laughs> right. <laughs> and some white rice. And right. We can feed. Feed. The whole family yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. like that, you know. Yeah. So I can actually help out and of course yeah, it's yeah. only for myself or save up a couple of bucks to buy a new pair of sneakers. Right. So I can look fresh when I'm out there dancing. And you like you ventured out like further, like into Yeah, somebody Manhattan came up to me what? on Fordham and was like, Hey man, you need to go downtown to Manhattan. These dudes be down there making money, you know. Somebody right, said right. go down to Manhattan, that's where the money's at. So again, I was young. I couldn't really leave that far. I yeah. couldn't go that far. And I knew Fordham Road because I was on 170th in the Grand Concourse. There was a yeah. train state, train, or D train. Yeah. And that D train goes right to Fordham Road. Yeah. So all I knew was that one line. And right. I, didn't, I didn't pay to get on a train. I hop on a train. Just hop on? Yeah. Right? Over the fucking turnstile, yeah. you know, that yeah. type of shit. So I hop over the turnstile, go to Fordham Road, do some shows. And then one day this guy said, don't want to go downtown. So a couple of us just said, you know what? Let's try it. Yeah, you know, on the D train, we're gonna stay on that one line because we don't know. You know how to we get anywhere. We don't know anywhere. the subway system. We don't know yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, right. You know, and does the D but go? But we knew the goes D goes where? right to 59th Street Columbus Circle. Nice. nice. Right to 59th Street Columbus Circle. Yeah. It was an express. It goes from 170th all the way down to like 145th Street. Yeah. And from 145th Street to 125th, and from 125th Street the next stop express is 59th Street. Right. So how did you find like get out of 59th Street and we're at the Central Park, the entrance to Central Park, 59th right. Street. We're like, this looks like a good spot. You're like well, a lot of white people with money, you right, know. Right, right. And all these buildings. It was like a a tour for us. It was yeah. like we're leaving. We're out of the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy that was exciting. World. Yeah. Yeah. And we just started doing our thing. We're dancing. We're just freestyling, and we're getting a crowd around us because it's yeah. kind of new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're getting a crowd. People are just throwing money. We got the little shoebox. Yeah. People are just throwing money. Nice. And then. uh I did that for a little bit. We actually had like people waiting for us at one point. Oh yeah. Fifty ninth Street, knowing that we were gonna be there. So you were there every day? Not every day, but like on the weekends or whatever. You know what I mean? Right, right. That's cool. After a while we had and the police wasn't saying shit. Right. Police would be standing there watching us, even sometimes giving us money at that time. Nice. You know? And uh we had people would we come up and people are waiting for, we've been waiting for you we want to see you guys huh. dance oh that's cool and who was uh, who'd you meet down there you met some other partners I met Floatmaster John from the New York City Float Committee oh yeah that was the first person I met Floatmaster John from the New York City Float Committee nice they were like the first hitting crew in New York City doing hitting they've been hitting right. they were from Harlem and John came and he was like yo you guys are at the wrong spot, man. The money's down there. Now he pointed down to a Broadway, Times Square. Oh, uh, right on. And he, I said, really? He was like, yeah, man. He pulled out of his socks a fucking stack. Bankroll. He was like, see this? I got that down there. And I was like, where? You know, we want to know. <laughs> and he was like, well, it ain't time to go down there now, you know, but I'm going to 72nd if you want to follow me over there, you know what I mean? Because oh, yeah? he, he knew the spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he took us to 72nd Street. He was like, all right, let's go. Let's play some music. We start dancing. Right. Man, we, that was the most money we made. Oh, yeah? Ever. Wow. You know what I mean? The only, what happened was I wind up becoming addicted. 
Right. Yeah. Then you, you're hungry. I kept. Yeah. You want to find all the spots. You want yeah. to make the money. Yeah. You cut yeah. your teeth doing I a st- hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. I, was, I went out a few times with my little crew that from the Bronx. You know. Yeah. But then they, you know, they were getting in trouble by their parents and shit like that. Right. You know what I mean? I would get in trouble too. Yeah. But but you're coming home with money. I was coming home with money. Yeah. You know what I mean? So. I went down to Times Square to look to find to find where the fuck. Yeah. And when I went down there, I seen the New York City Flow Committee hitting. Right. Yeah. And I just got on their line. I hopped on with them, and I traveled and moved around with them and started mm. learning the technique of street hitting. You know, yeah, right. With some time, you know what I mean? Learning yeah, routines. Yeah. That's how my first street performance was with the New York City Flow Committee. And uh, you was how old were you at that point when you started with them? I would probably say about 16, 17, right. some shit like that. And did they... I don't, I don't know the specific, but about 16, 17. And did they travel outside of New York City, or was it just pretty much New York? No, they York? stayed in New York, and we wasn't getting arrested, wasn't going to jail. You know, Mayor right. Koch, we had yeah. Mayor Koch at that time. Right. And you could work. Yeah. You could work. We didn't really get... We didn't get fucked with a lot. Right, right, right. Yeah. Is that a point when, um, like, um, Washington Square Park was happening? Yeah, John, we're down there. John took me down there. Yeah. That's how I started. John knew Charlie before I did. Charlie Barnett. You know, yeah. yeah. John knew Charlie before. And he, he knew a lot of people. Right. And Wayne and Doug and Paul. Uh-huh. That was the that was like the flow committee. They knew they knew the shit. Right, right. Flow committee, you know the Breeze team that's over there by Boston right now? Right. That flow committee kind of like showed them around too. Right, okay. They, they modeled their show. They tried to compete with the flow committee. I see. And they did. They, you know... Flow committee had a drama. They got them a drama. Right. You know, so they was always trying to be their competition. Yeah. Yeah. So, and uh, so you you cut your teeth in New York City, and and like when did you start doing some traveling? Um, I started. We went to, the first time we traveled out of New York City. I, I think it was uh, Washington D.C. Yeah, I heard you talking about work in Washington D.C. I've you never did. heard anyone talk about Washington D.C. Yeah, we we did Washington D.C., but again, that was with the drama. Right. And we can work in certain spots where we can pull crowds out of nowhere. Out of nothing, right? Because it was so fucking loud. Yeah, you yeah. Know? So the first place we went to was in Washington, uh, not Columbia Road, uh, Georgetown. Yeah, you Georgetown. Georgetown yeah. yeah, yeah. And they had a parking lot that it was a parking lot from a bank. Right. And you know, Georgetown was a lot of. Restaurants and yeah. bars and clubs. Oh yeah. So we went inside that parking lot and did shows and filled that parking lot. Right. And we weren't doing again. It was the drama. We wasn't. We weren't talking. Yeah. We were just banging a quick routine and solo, 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 right. solo, and somebody collect. And we had a juicer. We called him a juicer. Juicer. Pass that damn hat. Pass. Right. Just keep that bucket going around. Just keep it going around. All the time. The whole time. And the drummer. Right. If we wanted to rest, we'll just. Put our hands on our knees and just rest. Everybody would be in the same position, the hands and knees resting. Drummer still playing the beat. And then once we were rested, five, six, seven, and go. And we'd do that for about an hour or two, just right. straight. Just keep going. Just keep going in the bucket, bucket guy. And, the, and we let the crowd turn over. They right. turn over on its own. Right, 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 yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So that was Washington. Then we went to Boston. We, we, we went out to Boston. Right. We started doing uh, downtown crossing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the, we went to Panyol Hall, but we went behind the chains. Right. We weren't able to get in. Right. And we would be like on the other side. Know, the other side of Quincy Market, mm-hmm. and there's just chains on that side. We would set up on that. Right. Or over there. Yeah. Yeah. 
or out um, in the Boston front where they are, been, uh, on the front where they are there, and and a crossing. Must have been epic, back then. Yeah, yeah. For us, it was great because wow. we were out of New York. That's when we started getting a little, you know, problems with the police in New York. So we just started right. moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By that time, then I said, you know what, I might be able to do this by myself. So I and, and I was having problems with you know, the guys. committee guys and stuff. Right. Things were not. So I decided to start making doing my own thing. Right. Just so you, I, or you, you got a couple guys, or what? Yeah, I put together a little crew. Right. Put together a little crew. What was the first little crew called? It was called. Uh, it was it was United Street Artists. Right. USA. USA. Dancers, not uh-huh. USA Breakdancers. Uh-huh. United Street Artists. Right. Cool. And. Uh, is that how the name came about? The name USA Breakdancers mm-hmm. or United Street Artists? Either or. Like. United Street Artists was because they were, I figured most of the guys that I put together were different street dancers from different areas. Right. So I was like, you know, we're United Street Artists. Right. And it had USA in it. Right. So like I, the USA Breakdancers came from someone else. USA Breakdance came because I tried to get usadancers.com and I couldn't get it and somebody found right. usabreakdancers.com uh, <laughs> and nice. I said fuck it USA Breakdancers <laughs> you know nice. what I mean that's how that came yeah yeah, yeah. and cool. that was like in 98 right on yeah. is that um, uh, so at that point you had like a couple guys you had a crew you would come to Boston where else would you go we well I, when I went and ventured on my own I went to Atlantic City right and Boardwalk. The, yeah, did the boardwalk. They had a permit system that we had to audition. We got it. Yeah. You know, through the city. Yeah. It was a city thing. They had an audition. And then we got kicked off the boardwalk because um, there was a cop up there. He was just like, you're blocking the fucking boardwalk. You got to right. get the fuck off the boardwalk. Right. Can't. And we were like, but these are the spots they want us to work in. We got a permit for it. Right, right, right. He was like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You cannot work blocking here. You're blocking the sidewalk. Right. So he was like, if you want to work, see this place right here? He put, like, literally said, you can go down there. Stairs. There's amphitheater. Amphitheater. Go down there. Suddenly you're in an amphitheater, and you're yeah. like, uh... And then, well, see, in my New York City hit with with the, with the United Street Artists, we used to do Central Park. Right. But we didn't do the steps. Right. We did the side. Right. You know where the fountain is? Mm-hmm. In front of the fountain on the floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We used to... When uh, there was a... Uh, performer there named Jaz Angelo. I don't know if you ever know him, Mm-mm. but he's a juggler. He used to fill those steps up. Right. He, he's from the UK, and we used to watch Jaz Angelo fill those steps up. And when he finished his show, we would we would take his crowd. Hit it. Right. Right. That's how that worked. Yeah. But I used to always watch him and be like, "Damn, this motherfucker be getting this crowd on these steps. Mm-hmm. We gotta." So when that happened in Atlantic City, I said. I gotta get my Jazz Angelo in. You know what? You, <laughs> you know, need a, I need to do. We need to do what that Jazz Angelo dude used to do, and how that juggler used to do. Yeah. How he builds the crowd and gets the crowd. If we can do that, yeah. Hold the crowd in. Yeah. Yeah. So that's when I started learning how to talk to the crowd and yeah. and bring them in yeah. to the amphitheater and build. Sit down. Yeah. Yeah. And we started filling up that amphitheater. Nice. Yeah. That would have been gold, huh? It was good. It was really good. You made yeah. some big hats in that amphitheater. Yeah. That amphitheater was great. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It was located between, you know, they got valleys and they had sands. And inside, there was a, the amphitheater. There. Yeah, right on. And it was good. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing that, like, how often? Uh, we actually kind of, like, moved. It's like how the <laughs> the Breeze team moved to fucking uh, Boston yeah. from New York. We kind of, like, 
made Atlantic City our home because we had a pitch that we can work at. Yeah. So we stayed in a hotel that give us weekly rooms. All right, all right. It was not the nicest hotel. Yeah. But, you know, the guy that owned it, he knew us. He knew what we did. Yeah. He didn't get no business uh, much like on the off season, and we were there. Yeah. So we were kind of like his business. Right. It was a shitty hotel, man. <laughs> What's it called? Shit. Holy fuck. I forgot the name of the thing, but it was <laughs> fucked. Was it far from the pitch? No, it was walking distance. Ah, that's it was perfect. On, right, yeah, it was right. The boardwalk is right there. You could just boom. Yeah. Oh, the princess. It was called the princess. <laughs> I wonder if it's still there. No, it's like a parking lot now. Uh, they tore it down. Right. Let me tell you how bad it was. Yeah. <laughs> One night I was sharing the room. I was sharing the room with Ross. He's a South American tumbler, like the Calypsos. Yeah. He he was like that. He's a spinoff of the Calypsos. He was from South America too. Right. Crazy skills. He started working with us. And one night I woke up to go use the bathroom and I saw a mouse on his face. It was on the side of his face. On his face. I said, you got a fucking mouse on your face. He was like, and then with his accent, he goes, oh, it's okay, it's okay, it's not going to hurt me. You know, he goes, and he just pushes it off. I said, oh, fuck, yeah, it was bad. But it was the cheapest joint. It was only uh, because we didn't have a ride. We would take a bus. Right. We were taking buses from downtown. The first time I went to Atlanta City, I took one of those buses where you where you meet up at a grocery store right. for Atlantic City trips, and then they give you the free redemption. Mm-hmm. They'll give you like 10, 20 bucks in free coins right. plus the bus ticket. Right. And then it has to leave at a certain time to go back. It's like a day trip. Right, right, That's how right. we first started going to Atlantic City. Mm. Then we started going downtown to... Port Authority and taking the Greyhound or the Peter Pan bus. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So that, and we didn't have a car, so mm. we had to stay at the Princess so we don't have to drive back. Yeah. Well, we didn't have a car. So you and how many guys? Uh, I first started with United Street Artists. Yeah. Uh, but then Quick wound up doing his own thing. Disco Junior, he moved out. He did his thing. So I had to create a crew, and I was good friends with the Breeze team. Right. So I started, I actually started like working with them, managing mm-hmm. them, the mm-hmm. original Breeze team. Right, right. right. And uh, so Breeze team became my crew in Atlantic City. Right. Now, when I, I met you, I would have been in Boston, right? And you had come up with a couple of guys at some yeah. point. And maybe one of them was Will. Yeah, uh, that was the USA Breakdancers. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I think that's when we first met. I don't yeah. remember what year it was, but it was yeah. around 2000 or something. Yeah, that was, yeah. that was uh, yeah, the, yeah. because I started working with Will and them. They were young. I actually went to Florida. I lived in Florida for a while. Right. And because, you know, I was there taking care of my mom. She passed away. Right. Then I decided, hey, I'm going to go back to New York, mm-hmm. you know, because I wasn't ready for Florida. Right. And when I went back to New York, I was actually doing a solo show, like, but not like a circle act, more like a statue act. And I was the only one that had a permit to work. Did you, paint, did you paint your face? No, no, no. Just no. it was me. I, I didn't like that. I wanted right. to, uh, yeah. pure robot movement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No gimmicks to get the people around me. I, I like to perform, so yeah. I yeah. used technique. And I had a radio. I played music. I had the device, a little whistle that goes... Yeah, yeah. The robot noise. Yeah. And I, I kind of did it like, okay, you because know, I didn't want to go back to working with the crews because nothing was happening. Right. Working with the Breeze team. We were not doing, we were not moving forward. Right. So I said, I'm going to do my own thing. How'd you find Will in Cuba? I'll tell you what's happening now. So now I'm at the Marriott Hotel. At the Marriott Hotel, uh, I got a permit 
from Midtown North Police Department. You mm. can pay for it. Mm. It's a sound device permit, and with that sound device permit, you can perform. Right. So I went and got that permit. Now everybody else, all the breakers, everybody's getting kicked out of Broadway. Right. But I, I'm good. Yeah, got your permit. I'm the prime spot. Nice. With my permit. Yeah. Now I'm not making circle acts, but I'm thinking in my mind. I, psychologically, I said to myself, if I'm making twenty-five to thirty bucks an hour, I'm doing fucking well. Yeah, you're beating that's most a career. People. Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Twenty-five, thirty bucks an hour—that's a career. Yeah. So that's what I did. I came in in the morning. I there was a clock right over here by the Pepsi thing yeah. over there. You know that Pepsi, famous Pepsi display. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I would work and then look a little bit. Look at the clock. I just did an hour. I look at my hat. Fifty bucks, maybe yeah. twenty-five, thirty bucks, seventy-five bucks. That's yeah. one hour. Take a break. Do it again. Yeah. And I could do it all day because I had the permit all day. Then I yeah. go take lunch. Yeah. Like a job, and yeah. come back out, robot again. As Keep long working. as I'm making twenty-five bucks an hour, I'll do an eight-hour day. Yeah. Twenty-five, thirty bucks an hour. That's a good job. It's hustling. Yeah. Yeah. But I love what I'm doing, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm doing what I love, right? Then one day they came around, they were kids, and they, they heard about me, they knew, you know, they was like, yo, you know, we heard, we want, we want to, you know what I'm saying, yeah. we want to get down, and I was like, nah, man, I'm solo now, I ain't fucking with, you know what I mean? Right, right. He just kept saying nah, till one day a cop came up to me, and he was like, you can't be here, oh. and I was like, I got paperwork for the spot, he was like, you can't be here, I said, I have paperwork, I can show you the paperwork. He was like, I don't want to see the paperwork. So I got mad and got back up on my little pedestal. And I said, okay, well, then take me to jail. And yeah. they were watching. I was like, then take me to jail. And I went and got back on there. Right. I took a stand, like, right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I knew I had the paperwork. I was like, fuck uh -huh. you. I went through this yeah, paper yeah, yeah. permit. Nice. So I got up. Yeah. I got right back up there. Cop gets on the radio, calls in. Police cars. Police cars. Yeah. Police cars come in, but... With that police car was a guy, a uh, captain with a white shirt, mm -hmm. like a captain. Mm -hmm. The captain comes up and tells the officer what's going on. He says, tell him something. The officer says, well, does he have paperwork for the spot? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I got paper. Here it is, right yeah. here. Yeah. I tried to show it to him. He didn't want to show it to me. And he goes, then all he does is he grabs the officer, pulls him to the side, says a few things. The officer leaves. And then he goes, sorry to bother you. Continue doing what you have to do and left. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> And Will and them saw that. Right. So I said, listen. You know, now they saw that. I said, listen. You guys want to work with me. You can see what, what I'm capable of doing. Right. I'm the real deal. I'm not going to be fucking around. I'm, yeah. You know, these guys are kids. So, yeah. But I'm saying, you know, I'm going to show you how to do this. But nice. you got to pay attention. You got to listen. The reason why I don't want to mess with other people is because I tried to do this for other crews. And we couldn't organize to do it. So I'm doing yeah. it for myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to work with people, man. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to work. So I started working with them some days of the week, coming out, putting together the show. Yeah. Then uh, we went to Atlantic City a couple of times. Right. You know what I mean? So this is like the birth of the yeah. USA Breakdown. Yeah, yeah, went to Atlantic City a couple of times. Only the boardwalk, they couldn't do the damn, they couldn't do the steps. No? Nah, just the boardwalk. So right. we start creating a little circle act. And then we wind up becoming, we start doing the Baltimore Harbor. Right, at right, that right, amphitheater. Right, so yeah. we start building the act. Nice. And then we, eventually, I said, I heard, you know, I remember, I remember Jazz Angelo gave me, and I had that card that long. He gave me the whole setup for all the festivals in Europe, Halifax. Really? Like, down the row in the back of a card. Wow. Because wow. he got along with That's me. Cool. I would be the only one to come up and talk to him and all that. So he, yeah, yeah. that old card, yeah. I looked at it. 
And I said, you know what? Let me see what these fucking Busket Fest. What's this about? You know, wow, me... that's how you got into the Busket yeah, yeah, Fest. Yeah, yeah. Let an old card. An, an old, old card that he listed. gave me. And he told me, he said, some papers, some people don't pay for your flights, but you can get money from this festival flights and this festival and put it all together. Wow. And there's some in Germany. And these are the exact order. And mm. he gave me the whole thing and a little card, like a little yeah. card. Wow. In the back of it, an old card. What's and the first like, Let me contact, oh, well, I said Halifax. Because not only, because I, I did do Canada with the USA Breakdancers, yeah. uh, Dundas, Dundas and Square by in front of the mall. Yeah, you Toronto. Know, right, yeah. Toronto. So we did do that. Yeah. Uh, the Blue Jays games. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And people would come up to us and say, hey, have you ever did Halifax? Right. You guys would be great for it. So I kept hearing that. Yeah. So I said, you know what? Let me send these motherfuckers a video. Yeah. So I sent Halifax a video. And uh, it was a video tape. Right. How long was it? It was of us on the Apollo or something. I okay. Think it was right. It's a video taped, and I got a call, and they said, "You want to come?" Nice. That was, I think probably that was the first time I re remember meeting you. That's oh, when yeah. I remember meeting. Right, you. right, right. The first time we ever went to Halifax. Right. She booked us. She booked us. She said, "I booked you because my daughter saw the videotape and she thought it would be cool." Cool. And she only booked us for one weekend. You know, I know that's what I said because you guys were like, remember, we only stayed for one weekend. Right. That first time we ever met. Right. And everybody was asking us, why are you guys here only for one weekend? You got something else to do? And we were just like, no, they just booked us. We just booked us one weekend. Wow. We, did, we didn't that know. That was a 10 day gig. We didn't know time. it was 10 days. Right. So then, uh, what's her name that runs Halifax? Not Kelly, but the boss. Kim Hendrickson? Kim. Yeah. She was like, I love you guys. I'm not going to let you guys leave. You guys want to stay longer? And we was like, fuck yeah, we'll yeah. stay longer. And she was like, only thing is, is we already have a schedule made, but we there's plenty of people out here. We can put you, yeah, find slots for you. Yeah, nice. So we stayed the extra weekend, and they found really? slots for us. And then from Halifax, is then like the next summer, I'm getting emails from everybody. Hey, I awesome. heard about your group. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, not a lot of break dancers can get booked at Buskerfest. Not even a three-man you know? group. Like having a three-man group, that was... That was I mean, cool. as far as I've seen you guys, I've seen Snap. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of others, but not regulars. I saw the Positive Brothers once in yeah. Halifax, but well, I heard that's about, the only time. Yeah, I heard about uh, when we were there the first time in Halifax, everybody kept asking us about two as a crowd, which... Now they're called the Blackstreet Boys. Right, they're yeah. Like, you guys know two as a crowd? We was like, no. Nah. Yeah. And it was like, the Blackstreet Boys. So I think they were there. I, I, saw think, in, I saw them in Canada. I saw them yeah. in New Zealand. Yeah, yeah, so they were doing Halifax. But the problem was with them was, I think one of them had some issues, legal issues. I oh, couldn't so go back to Canada. hard to get into Canada. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what happened with them. So, yeah. And then um, and then Ruben, like Flat Top. Mm -hmm. You know who that is? I don't know. He's a popper. He's a, he wears this flat top. Oh, right on. So he was there at one time, too. But they never really had, like, a crew of break right. dancers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I can remember. Yeah. Or that I know of in Halifax until we came in and did it. Right. Or if it was a crew, it wasn't a crew that had a show. Yeah. And, and you, you guys know, when we, we got there, though, we were doing two shows at the one pitch at one spot so we got an hour okay we're gonna, we can get in two or maybe nice. three nice nice <laughs> you know yeah yeah. we can get in two or three shows people were like oh you guys do two shows in a show or two shows <laughs> said, yeah why not what the fuck you got an hour you better get as many shows as you can yeah because we didn't know 
if you build it, it was along building the day, it, yeah, yeah. end up making it. Yeah. Happen. So Halifax yeah. is kind of like, besides the Giles Angelo thing and doing Atlantic City, and I mm. never did Atlantic City with Will and them anyway. Right, right. So for the USA Breakdance, Halifax was like the, the school mm. right. where we started learning how to uh, extend the show and make it bigger yeah, yeah, yeah. and start doing shit. Yeah. yeah. And so the following years after that, you just you ended up getting lots of different busker fests. Oh man, yeah. in Canada, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, they were calling us left and right. Man. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, it got big. Yeah, we were every fucking where. And then uh, I saw you. Uh, we did Dublin together, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back Dublin, in the yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. I think we were there in 2009. Yeah, that was a big year. That was the biggest hat I ever made in my life. Me too. Yeah. Same. I never, never I, gonna break it. I think it was like 32 or 38 or something. Like that. Euro. Yeah, insane, insane. Can't believe that a busker you can make that kind of money. In you one, tell people yeah. like that, they don't believe that. No. They don't believe that no. that you can make that kind of a hat. No way. In one show. Yeah. 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 It was insane. Yeah. And you guys won. Yeah. Yeah. You guys won. Yeah. World champions. And you know what? I, and let me tell you, the first time they contacted us. Yeah. Uh, those, their brothers are they brothers to run that festival no no they're just mates yeah yeah. I remember the very first time the first annual they were going to give 10,000 euro to, to the winner wow and they contacted us right and I told them <laughs> I said yo we're going to win it right I sent it to him he was like uh, he was like wow you're, you're pretty uh, you know I said yeah, yeah we're going to win it right and book, book us for it we're going to win it yeah and then he emailed me back after a while and said, well, the sponsorship dropped and it's not going to happen. Right. The festival was not going to happen. The festival was or not. just the 10 Gs? No, the festival was not happening. But okay. he, see, he, I don't think he knew that I knew other people in the busker world. Oh, and it so did he happen. Was like, not gonna, and it did happen. Yeah, yeah. And everybody was telling me that it did happen. And then yeah. I was like, he probably doesn't know that we know. Right, right. We all know each other. <laughs> right, that we all know each other, right? Yeah. So, uh like a couple of years later, I think it was about two or three years later is when we met. Yeah. Because it was like the third or fourth anniversary one that we did. Yeah, I think, yeah, yeah 2009. Yeah. yeah, it was an early on one. It was an early one. Yeah. Because the one that was supposed to be that 10,000 euro prize, the performers wind up splitting it. They didn't uh, want to compete. I, mean, see. I don't know if you were there, but I that's wasn't what they there. said. They uh. said, nah, just pay us. Right. Take that $10,000 and split it between all of us. Yeah, and we'll get. We'll also take these enormous hats. Enormous hats, right. Yeah. But, they didn't, but what they did was they said to them, since it's the first annual, you know what I mean, pay us because it may not rock. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he, he bought that and he just paid them. Okay. And then it did rock. Yeah. So they each got like maybe $1,000, $2,000 yeah. each person, plus yeah. the shit had monster hats. Yeah. I remember, I remember when you got that, they gave you the prize, mm -hmm. the top hat, and I, I remember you saying, like, this really means a lot. Yeah. I've been street performing a long time. Yeah, it was a big deal. It was. Yeah. yeah. It yeah. was a big deal. Not just Rossi, but Will and them, you know, yeah. because I remember saying to them that, that when the incident happened with the police, mm -hmm. everything came to me at that moment, like. Right. Me trying to get organized the breeze team or the flow committee, organize the hitters yeah. to do something and make moves. Yeah, yeah. And I got sick of it and then went solo. Mm -hmm. And then when that cop made me angry, I said, "You guys want to? You want to go somewhere? Right. I'll get you there. Yeah. But I'm the fucking boss. Yeah. Be quiet and listen. <laughs> Just shut the fuck up and yeah. listen. And we're gonna get. We're gonna travel the world. You put in the hard yards already. Yeah, you know? we're gonna be yeah. all right. You see, I can work up here right mm. now and not be met. I, 
this cop tried to fuck with me. The captain came over here and told him that cop to step off. Yeah. That's how organized I am. That's how I'm gonna, that's how I'm gonna make it happen. You never yeah. have no problems. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, all right, no problem. And boom, I started training them and created a good crew. Yeah. And we opened a lot of doors. Yeah. For uh, other breaking crews, a lot yeah. of breaking crews coming to Busker Festival because mm -hmm. of what we did. Yeah, yeah. It was like uh, busking, but some of them screw it up. They close them again. Right. With doing dumb doing shit. Doing dumb shit that they thug life on the street yeah, and bullshit. Yeah. Or whatever it yeah. is, you know. Yeah. And now Will is Will's doing great, man. He's back solo now. Do you know he's that? He's doing solo. He's doing great. He's got, you know, he he yeah, he's he so, the jackpot. He's got <laughs> yeah. His his crew in in Australia was great. Like yeah. I saw him. I did a festival yeah. with him, and they were killer. Yeah. But I guess last year he was just like, I gotta go solo, man. I'm splitting that seven fucking ways. <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I just did a festival with Ill Will in uh, in Switzerland. Yeah, he said it's, his show is nice. He put it together. You yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Like so a good version of the USA Breakdance stuff, just edited it down for himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Then you had uh, Ready, right? Yeah, Ready. Ready, Ready, he's cool. Ready came in to replace Cuba. Yeah, and then uh, so and then uh, Cuba and and Ready ended up doing uh, they had their own thing for a while, right? Yeah, um, they created. Break something. Be yeah. extreme. Be extreme. Be extreme. Right. Did be extreme. I did. I did Dublin with them once. Yeah. Uh, with be extreme yeah. and Mini as well. Yeah, Mini. Yeah. Mini is good. Mini yeah. is still good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so how did you meet um, Arson and Reaction? Arson and Reaction. We we used to use Florida as our vacation spot. Right. So like the USA Big Dance is a tour, right? I had family down there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It'd be winter time. Let's go down there for a week or two to Florida. Right. So. We'd go to Clearwater Beach, mm -hmm. do shows on the beach. Mm -hmm. We already was had money from doing the tour. Yeah, but the beach money was just—it's nice. Just it's like hang out money, hang out all day. Yeah, do a couple shows at yeah. night. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah, and that's where Austin Reaction lived down there. Come down and see us do shows. Right. So they came down, do some shows with us, learned a version of our show. Mm -hmm. So when we stopped coming to the beach, they started doing the USA Breakdancing show. Right. So um, obviously, when I came back to Florida in 2011, 2012. They were an easy fit. They already know mm -hmm. the show. They already run our show because they worked with us. And then when yeah. we left, they were doing our show. Mm -hmm. So it was very sloppy, very, you know, really fucked up. Right. But they were doing it. Didn't so, have the clown. Yeah. Well, it was just not put together. It wasn't put together right. It was right. just not put together. And they, don't, and they still didn't understand how to perform and put their moves out there. They didn't have that coaching. Right. So I got out there and... Threw that in there, threw all mm -hmm. that stuff in there. The mm -hmm. coaching, how to do the show, why this joke works. Because people do jokes because they hear somebody do it, yeah. but don't understand why that makes that joke funny or understand yeah. the timing of it. Yeah, I'm like, listen, man, you, you're saying this joke is because of this, and, you know. You, <laughs> yeah. So I said, we can do, we can do the tour. I can create a tour, but we need to clean all this stuff up. Mm -hmm. So we started doing local stuff, cleaning mm -hmm. everything up, and then when it was ready. I contacted the festivals and started doing the festivals. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you guys, I think I met those cats, the cats in um, Lawrence, Lawrence Busker Fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I actually hung out with Arson last time I went to Tampa. He's doing a solo show now too. Yeah, yeah, on the beach, yeah. over the beach, because mm -hmm. him and his cousin, you know, <laughs> they had a little falling out. That's his cousin. Yeah. Reaction. Yeah. Ah. Oh. They had a little falling out. Oh no. Yeah. A lot of that stuff in this world, huh? Man, in the breakdance world? Yeah. Jeez. Yeah.
Yeah. Once you make, once, it, see what happens is once they learn, most of the times they learn the show, and after they learn the show, they don't think they need you. Then they go yeah. and do their own damn thing. Right. That's what happens. Yeah. You know, you got to be professional in this in this job. You know, if you want to yeah. be booked places, you got to you got to bring it. You got to bring it in the show. You got to bring it yeah. when the show's not happening. When it's not happening. You got to on and off the stage. You got to be friendly. You got to be nice to people. People have to. I mean, I remember what's that guy's name that lives in Halifax? Uh, that he wind up becoming. Uh, he did Kelly's job for a little bit. Oh, I don't know. He's a he's a juggler. He lives there with the kind of had long hair for a little bit. Jeff. Yeah, Jeffy what? Jeff Collins. Jeff Collins. Is it Jeff Collins? Yeah, he lives out there. Yeah, it's Jeff Collins. I think it is. Yeah. yeah. He was like, uh, like you guys. I wouldn't. I normally he. You guys are so likable. Like he and but he said I'm. He brought me. He brought us to his house to meet his family. Yeah, nice. Cooked lobster for us and all types of yeah. uh, mussels and seafood. Yeah, and, yeah. You know what I mean? And he was just like, "That's what I like. You guys yeah. are professional. You're good yeah. guys. I normally don't do this." Yeah. And I was like, "That's what I want. Yeah. I want to hear. That. I want to. I want a crew where, when you go and you do stuff, people uh, mm -hmm. they feel safe enough and they like you enough where they say, come on, let's go eat with my family.' Right. Not somebody just that, like." You getting, know? Bu getting booked at a busker fest is such a compliment to me. Yeah, yeah. And I'm just like, fuck, oh, thanks for bringing me in, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could be working the street over somewhere right now, but right. I'm here doing this gig. Yeah. Like, I'm, I have nothing but gratitude for the people that booked me at these things, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. So I've always tried to, you know, present clean, present professional, be friendly, yeah. do my job. Yeah. You know, no bullshit, don't complain about shit. Yeah. You know, yeah. if I've got an issue with whatever, like keep it on the download. Yeah. You, you know, talk. Well, look, I mean, I'm not trying to say nothing, but this ain't the Hilton. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. the place we're standing right now, it's no big thing. It's whatever. But who's complaining? Nobody's it's a bed. complaining. No, yeah, yeah, it's a bed. It's whatever. Yeah. We're doing great shows. Like, Yeah, no pre Madonna shit. No. Nah. Yeah. No. Nah. But, uh, yeah, there's a lot of that out there, though, isn't there? People that complain a lot at festivals. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't do my finale on this surface. Yeah. <laughs> what? That's what I had the problem with reaction <laughs> arson. I hated that. Right. I didn't have that problem with Will and Cuba. Right. Uh, ready, reaction mm. arson. It was like, and I and I said, listen, we don't. Even though there's volunteers here, mm. we don't use them to carry on all. We carry our own and all. Right, right, bring right. It to spot. You know what I mean? We don't do the pre prima donna stuff. No, no, no. We we're, we're self-contained on the streets. We're gonna be self-contained here. You act the same way. The same way, yeah, except yeah. for you're making a lot more money and you're being treated a whole yeah. lot better yeah. than the streets. And so like, no and the say, sound. Oh, now I need a volunteer. I need. I can't eat. You know, I can't do this. I can't. I need the, this kind of floor. And the people that run the soundboards, like, yeah, it'd be nice to those people. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. So if you're a prick to them, they might fuck with your music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, like, yeah. Oh, your yeah. mic's not working. Ah, I can't help you. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, why can't you help me? Uh, don't want to. And they might get yeah. you right at your hat line. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> they know that. All right. Yeah. And then all of a sudden something goes wrong at the hat line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. Can't fix it. That's why I don't think that prima donna <laughs> stuff don't work here, man. No, no. Not in the busking world. Yeah, yeah. No. No. Um, and what about in the Cirque world? You were in Cirque du Soleil. Yeah, man. Yeah. That, that was, was good money. Yeah, <laughs> it was good money, uh, but shit. When I was in Vegas, I was in Vegas for a month. Right. I went out and did street shows with the local breaking crew during the day, and then right. played the Mandalay at night. Nice. Because when you finish doing your Cirque show, 
you know, the whole company bows. Right. Then you go backstage and you go home. Yeah. Or you get on a bus. Yeah. When you're doing street shows, you know what I mean? You bow. People are coming up to you. They're walking to you. They're saying, shaking your hand. They're saying, good job. Yeah. You know, you like that feeling. Yeah. It was hard to have that feeling where you want to. You don't get to meet the people afterwards. Yeah. yeah. The, the, I mean, you do get that. The applause. The big applause, the whole right. cast and all that stuff. But yeah. it was kind of hard. You know, being a free performer was kind of hard. Yeah. Not going backstage and not having, it's yeah. just quiet back there. And other people. How did you get that? How did that come about? Uh, got a phone call. Somebody saw me. I'd, I toured with a group in called Kafig, Company Kafig, in like 2001, 2002. Mm. It was while I was with USA Breakdancer, but I went with Kafig for a little bit because it was theater, had the opportunity to learn theater, and right, it was in right, Europe, right. it was a contract, and somebody saw me with Kafig, and they were, they were auditioning dancers all over the world, mm. and they were auditioning clowns all over the world, and mm. they were like, this is Michael Jackson, so we want clowns, but they gotta be able to fucking dance, Yeah, you know, and they were just like, we can't find a clown, well, we can't find a clown that can dance, and we can't get a clown and teach him how to dance at the level right. of Michael Jackson would be impressed or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. So they were like, we this need to guy, find This guy's name is Clown. <laughs> yeah, that, and he's a dan. We could just turn him into a... It's easier to make him make turn a dancer a clown, clown than a clown into a You can a look like a clown. Yeah. It's hard to become a clown. Yeah. But to look like a clown is easy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So a little bit of coaching. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah, they. I went. I literally went in that room where they had the auditions. Now in the beginning, I thought it was a setup. Mm. I thought because they used to do these things in New York where if you had a warrant, they'll lie and say something, or you want a prize, or we have an or something. Right. And then when you get in there, you, you know, are you Julio Santiago? Yeah. Yeah. Well, by the way, this is not an audition or whatever it is. We're here because you have X amount of warrants. So I'm thinking back like... So wait, what are you got warrants for? <laughs> yeah, well, I didn't pay tickets for um, like getting on the train or something. Or I, I right. playing the radio on the train or, or street performing, don't pay right, the ticket. Right. So I'm thinking it might be a warrant or something like that, right. you know? So I, I was like... <laughs> I go in there, I see a... Uh, careful. Yeah, a bunch of people. They call me for the audition. A bunch of people dancing. Yeah. And I see like three people sitting at the seat. And one of them is very familiar, so I said, okay. And, and when they see me walk in, they kind of look up. Right. Like they get excited. Right. And there's a circle going on over here. Yeah. And then they go, as this is what they do, they go, I swear to God, they just go like, they look up at me, they turn, they use their head to tell me to go in that direction, like yeah. go over there. Yeah. So I go over there, I go in the circle, I start. Pumping, doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And you can see them on the side, and the circle just went up. Right. The energy just went up, and they went up, and they were just like... That's it. Yeah, and then next thing you know, like, we're talking, everybody, the, the, the whole circle is finished. The show creator said, oh, this is a three-year tour. He just came up to Simon and said, it's a three-year tour. I was like, all right. He said, are you up for it? And oh. I was like, yeah, I go for three years. He was like, damn, yeah, you got the job. Wow. <laughs> Just like that. Damn, that's yeah. awesome. And then the one that would look familiar, that happened to be Travis Payne, the, uh, Michael Jackson's choreographer. Right. That was oh, So you would recognize him. Other people might not. Yeah, I recognize, like, he looked familiar. I said, this yeah. guy looks familiar. Yeah. And I remember watching the movie This Is It, and he was in the movie right. This Is It. 
yeah. as his choreographer. Yeah. So I was like, that guy looks familiar. Yeah. And then, so that's what happened. He it was like, you got the job. So I was like, all right, cool. Wow. And that was in Vegas. Uh, well, it wasn't in Vegas. It was it traveled. It was oh. the, it, it was this is it, but it wasn't this is it. It was the replacement for this is it because Michael yeah. Jackson died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything that Michael, the whole this is it tour, everywhere he was supposed to go, we mm-hmm. did it. Right. So it was an arena show. Yeah. But we did Manley Bay for one month. Right. And then we toured the rest of the stuff. Damn. And you did the three years. Two. Two years. Yeah. Two wow. years. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, back to busking? Then I went back to Florida. Florida. Yeah, I went back to Florida. Right. Money that I saved, I bought a condo out there. Right. Chilled out for a bit. Clear water. Yeah. Nice. And then I uh, did, you know, did some more busking. Then that's when I started back with Arson and Reaction. Arson and Reaction. Back into the busking Yeah, world. yeah, yeah. So you didn't do, like, when you got back to Florida, you did some clear water, you didn't do much? I did Pier 60 because I had yeah. to train. That's where I had to train Arsenal and Reaction. I had to yeah. run the show with them and change it all up. Yeah, and then yeah, once yeah. I, then I did a couple of local festivals mm-hmm. in uh, Florida. Miami. You never heard of Art Deco? Have you ever heard of that? Mm-mm. There's a festival called Art Deco. It's usually done through Martin Luther King's birthday right that weekend. Yeah. So we did Art Deco. We did a couple of local things. And then... I got with uh, John Vickers came to Florida because right. he knows he has family there. Yeah, he was already interested in us, but he wanted to see the show live, so he yeah. came and was like, "I like it." So he he got us in the uh, Victoria, Victoria Fe- nice. Festival and he got us in. Uh, then I did uh, Vancouver that uh-huh. year with uh-huh. uh, Michael Benici. Dynamite. Dynamite. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah. So we did that, and then we went. To, we did a whole tour. That's something we did about a month and a half, two months with a yeah. whole tour. Like reaction was like holy fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be pretty mind blowing yeah. first yeah. time, you yeah. know. He was like holy fuck. Yeah, and indie rock came with us, not Austin, because Austin has a Colombian passport. Oh. We had all this trouble with him, so indie rock came. Right, and uh, we killed it, man. We did yeah. some, yeah. We <laughs> so recently, you're not street performing much anymore, and you you got a real job. Yeah, got a real job. Yeah. And you, you like you like it? I like it. Do you miss, I like, like that there might be some opportunity there. Right, right. You know, but it's like entertainment opportunity. Right. So you're but, working at the aquarium in yeah. uh, in Tampa. Yeah. Do you like the the routine? Do you like the having a regular kind of paycheck? Yeah, I like it. What do you like? What about um, the applause and, and the audience and all that? Do you well, miss that's all where that? my my craving for entertainment. I can still use it in there because. Like I'm actually writing a song, right, for the theme of the park. So the, this is the this is the aquarium where the dolphin from Dolphin's Tale. Yeah, with the missing tail. The missing tail. tail yeah. That's where the dolphin's at. Yeah. It's called Winter, right? Yeah, Winter the Dolphin. Yeah. Right. And hope. Nice. So you Winter you're, and Hope. You're. Uh, so what they're doing right now is they got a they're doing a 66 million dollar construction project. Right. They're adding six more pools into there and it's making it bigger and they're also wow. adding a 300 seat theater. Yeah. And that's where I see opportunity. Right. They're already creating characters. One uh, there's a guy that he's not part of the entertainment department, but he right. used to be an entertainer. He was a comedian mm-hmm. and he works human resources. Right, right, right. And he created a character called Professor Padunko, which is a guy that teaches how to make the winter's gel. Yeah. And that gel is what helps keep that tail on. Right, right, so right. So that character, kids come in there and he teaches them how to make that kind of gel. It's like a slime. Mm-hmm. The kids like it. 
And uh, so I, I already spoke to him and let him know that I'm around and I gave him my background. Mm-hmm. And he's like, wow, that's good to know. He's actually doing, he creating these characters by himself for free just mm. because he knows there's an opportunity when they open that theater. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, hey, I'm here. Nice. You know? That's uh, good. I'm here. Yeah. So I'm I'm like, I'm going to write this song. Yeah. Hopefully it rocks. You know, it's a dance. So that'd, that'd be like, uh, kind of like in the next step for you? That is, could be the next step. A regular gig, performing at the aquarium? Uh, I don't know if I want to perform, but I want to be part of the entertainment department. Right, right, right. In right. any way possible, that'd production. be cool. So if I'm in some of a show, that'd be cool, but production would be nice. Being just like a creative consultant, man. Yeah, that's what I'm like, saying, yeah. At this point, yeah. Yeah, that's what I would wa- That's what I would like to do. Yeah. You know, just on the background. Yeah. And write stuff and mm-hmm. consult. Yeah, I mean, you know how shows are put together. Yeah, yeah. You know how things flow. Yeah, I learned you know? how to do it when I was in theater, and then I did it with, with Cirque. Yeah. So I know how, you know, how to make a show flow. Nice, nice. And, and how the crowd is going to react and what's going to make the crowd react. Yeah, yeah. Know? Yeah, so. for real. What has street performing like, given you? Uh, you know, like how to put a show together and that, but, you know, what, what do you think it's given you? Well... It's given me a lot of freedom, right. a lot of experiences. Yeah, you know, traveling the world, uh, meeting different types of performers, mm-hmm. freedom because it is a lot of freedom. Yeah, and you could get addicted to it. And yeah. It is hard right now for me as a work, just working day to day job. Right, right, right. It is hard. You know, that's why I'm doing this festival here this weekend. Right, because I get the craving to when I get in front of a crowd because yeah. that's I'm an entertainer naturally. So, yeah. It give, give me that. Do you have a nice, it's give me a, a platform nice, uh, to express like, myself. Do you have a nice boss, a nice supervisor? Or? Oh, that's cool. I got a great supervisor. Man. Yeah, that's like, good then. Yeah, that's cool. It's a good place right now, I think, because even if even if I don't do the entertainment, they got security is a good place in Florida because of the, they had that shooting in the school. Right. Right now they're paying people between eighteen, thirty dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, so right now security is a good business in Florida. It's cool. I mean, you probably get to use your people skills a lot. I do. I you do. Because you got to talk to people all the time. Yeah. Well, you know? I'm the only one that does day shift. They want me in day shift. Right. Like his boss. Yeah. Said, hey, put him, I want him here on day shift. Yeah. yeah. The other guys work night shift, second shift. When the crowds are there. Yeah. They want me there yeah. when the crowds are there. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I want him here on day shift. Yeah, cool. Because there was no day shift originally. Yeah, yeah, When yeah. I got there, there was only second and third shift. Right. And then my boss said, I want you there at 10 to 6. And I said, well, is it okay with your boss? Because right. they never had it here before. He was like, he wants it. He right. wants it. Yeah. I'm getting this from him. So they like that. I And I do. I don't, during the daytime, I don't sit upstairs at the desk. I go out there to the people and I'm just answering questions, saying mm-hmm. hi, smiling, and they like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, again, in today's world, having, you know, somebody seeing, physically seeing security yeah. makes people think about doing anything, makes them think twice. Right, right, right. And that's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think it's a good place. Yeah. Once they finish that $66 million construction, I'm going to have a lot more people under me. Yeah. And I'm yeah, going to make a real. lot more money. Yeah. So, it would either be I do good as a, I get an entertainment opportunity, mm-hmm. or I'll just be make a, create a, a career job. Right. as a, you know, I have more people under me. In it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's cool, man. Yeah. What have you seen change since you started performing and now in busking? Oh well, for the for the street dancers like the hitters, mm-hmm. I see a lot of greed. Uh, the cats 
they're making a lot of money, but a lot of them are just money, just just money motivated. Right. Just money motivated. Yeah. They're making a lot more money though. Yeah, yeah. A lot more than we were making. Mm-hmm. Like Snap, you know, people like that, and Tick and Tack, and other cats. They, they, they're starting to do this. I got that twenty or whatever. Snap doesn't do that. Right. But he's making a lot more money than we did. Yeah. Because yeah. it'd be a seven, eight of us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're lucky if we make a hundred and hundred fifty dollars each mm-hmm. in a full day's work. Mm-hmm. Where Snap, somebody like Snap will come in and make three, four hundred dollars in one hat and be complaining. <laughs> yeah. he just made 400 bucks yeah and if you could buy this as slow as nothing mm-hmm. so yeah for the, for the hitting world like the street the hitters we call them hitters anybody that breaks hits mm-hmm. they're making good money but there's a lot of greed right and then the busking world I really don't have much complaint about the busking world except for Sometimes you see duplicate acts. Right, of course. <laughs> There's not a lot of unique. Like when I first went to Halifax, mm-hmm. I was like, "Holy shit! It's all types of acts." I mean, right, everything right. was different. Yeah, it's Every, funny. Everything you, was different. You go to a festival, you got okay, you got this hula hoop girl, you've got that breakdance crew, you've got that yeah. contortionist, you've got yeah. that unicycle guy. You got different festival, same acts, different people. Yeah, you, know, you got to fit in a box these yeah. days. Yeah, yeah, you got to fit in the box. Yeah. Yeah. That's in the busking world. There's too many duplicate acts. Mm-hmm. People are seeing stuff, and they just change it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But they, you can tell they're not being. I mean, uh, if you think about that, like when I see a breakdance crew, like they most most shows are identical. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Not most shows. All. Probably all of them. Even like the Ukrainians. They, Hungarians. You know, I you laugh just, so hard because they do it in a different language. And I'm like, I know exactly what they're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw, I was on YouTube and saw a crew that was in Europe yeah. doing not the new hitter show where I got a 20 from a white guy and a rich guy and all that stuff. But the old show when we used to just line up and go like that and yeah. pass the hat, I seen that recently. Right. Like they were inspired. And they're still doing it. They don't even, they're not in tune. They don't know what's going on because right. they're not here. Yeah. And they're still doing like the old, like we hardly even do the midget. We used to do the midget. We yeah. Sit. You put the little legs out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with we, the shirt. We hardly even do that. Nobody does that anymore. These yeah. guys still do that. They still do the two man. Yeah. Well, we did the two man and the three man. Yeah. <laughs> like I was kind of smiling at seeing it because now that's different compared to what I'm seeing now. Yeah. I would rather see them now. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody else now is all—it's all the same. Yeah, it's all the same. That kung fu fighting the routine. The only one I and... like again is the breeze team because they get the basketball routine in there. Mm-hmm. You know, they do the basketball routine, and all their stuff is original. Yeah, right. All their stuff is—that's them. That's their. That's yeah. their. It comes from them, so well, I can I mean, accept that's it. The thing there's there's a handful of originators, yeah. and there's a, a, and it's sad because people will think the breeze team is the same as everybody else, but what it is yeah. is. It's their stuff. It's just that everybody's doing a spin-off of them. Yeah. Or everybody's doing a spin-off of the flow committee. Yeah. So if you see the flow committee, you're like, oh, they're just like another break. You see the breeze team, what's the thing break? And they're like, no. Yeah. That's where they get it from. Yeah. Yeah. The ones that change the game with the the way they do the hat lines and the talking is tick and tack. Mm. On the hitting, on the streets, with Washington Square Park. They're the ones that changed the game. People saw them, and everybody started doing a ticket. Basically, the ticket tax show is tick everywhere. Is everywhere. Yeah, 
and the one that's changing that is Kamela and Callie and Flea. They're right. taking it. They're doing tick and tack on steroids. <laughs> okay. Where they're getting, they're actually getting hundred dollar bills out of people. Wow. They're, they're getting, they're caught, and they're screwing. That's where you have to. Well, now in New Orleans, you have to pay for that pitch. Right. Because they're like, I got. 50 bucks from this rich white guy. I got 60. I got 150. I got 100. They're calling out these numbers. Wow. It's insane. They're calling out these numbers. And, and so now these people in the, you know, that run the market are going, huh? <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to charge these dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you kidding me? I'm going to charge them. Yeah. Because you're calling out these numbers. Now, Dragon Master Showcase never did that. Mm -hmm. But since they put the pressure on where they have, since they created that, the French market now knows they make that kind of money. Right. And they're charging them. Dragon Master's like, all right, well, then we're going to do it too now. Wow. We might as well make all the money we can. Yeah. Getting charged to use the pitch. We're getting charged, so now we're going to They can fight that in court, though. They probably could. Uh, KML's trying to fight it because he's banned from that. Mm-hmm. They banned him from there. Right. And he's trying He's trying to fight. Yeah, he'd probably win. But uh, he's not going to win anything. Mm. I think the French market, I think, I don't know, is it, I don't know if it's public or private. I don't know what that is. I mean, it's a public space. Yeah. 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 Totally. Public people, if people are allowed to go there, it's a public space. Yeah, sit down. Yeah. yeah. And that's probably what it is. That's probably why they give you a permit and they don't mm -hmm. kick everybody out of there. Yeah. It's open to anybody. Really? Yeah. Like, you can go there and say, well, hey, should I'm going to pay 150 bucks. This should be like that. Everywhere yeah. you go, it used to be like that. You show up, yeah. you get in line, do a show. You show up, get in line, yeah. do a show. Yeah. You don't stay forever. You don't, like, yeah. you know, you stay a few days, a week, yeah. or whatever. But it's not like that anymore. Everything's kind of owned and yeah. permits. And... Everybody's territorial. Yeah. Everybody's territorial. It's tough. Well, you know what? I think it's time to go to bed. Yeah, man. Get it's up been right. good, man. Yeah. Is that... so we're in Burlington, Vermont. Festival of Fools. Yeah. Julio Santiago. Clown. You still recording? Yeah. Oh, shit. Peace, everybody. Say goodbye. Buskers around the world. Peace. Thank you. If you'd like to become a sponsor of the podcast, contact me at magic at buskerhalloffame.com. You can also visit the Busker Hall of Fame website and throw a little love into our online hat by clicking on the donate button. Or become a sustaining supporter of this project at patreon.com forward slash busker stories. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help grow this resource and generate more content. Thanks in advance for supporting this project and helping keep busking history alive. Music for this podcast came from 357 Lover. Links to both songs are available in the notes section of this episode on the Busker Hall of Fame website. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, SoundCloud, and YouTube. If you enjoyed this podcast, please tell a friend about it and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. If you'd like someone to be interviewed or you feel a certain voice has not been heard, please reach out to me and let me know. We try and include whomever we can. Most interviews happen between or after shows at festivals. There are a few dedicated performers getting the interviews when they can, but we cannot be everywhere in the world where there's a festival happening. It's up to you to help by reaching out to me for information on how we go about capturing the interviews. I'd be more than happy to help you out. So on behalf of myself, Al Miller, who recorded the interview, and the rest of the team of the Busker Hall of Fame, remember, if you can't laugh at yourself, find someone else and laugh at them. I'm Magic Brian, and thanks for listening. Thank you.